welcome to Heal, Survive, and Thrive. I'm so excited that you're here. If you're new to this podcast, my name is Stephanie. I'm a life and relationship coach. Um, I also have a YouTube channel, Stephanie Lynn Coaching. You can check me out there. But this week, we are going to get into narcissism. We're going to get into why your relationship with someone who's narcissistic is really an illusion. I think people really struggle when they end relationships with someone that has narcissistic personality disorder because this is not a normal relationship. This is not a normal breakup and it is gut-wrenching to understand that, oh my God, I was in a relationship with someone who is completely unhealthy and possibly has an actual personality disorder. Like, okay, so this stuff isn't going to change. And you go through all of these different types of phases when you're definitely ending this type of relationship. But even if you are knee deep in this relationship, um, It's important to understand this information because it gives you the power to understand what's in front of you. And when you understand what's in front of you, you can manage yourself and handle the experience a little different that best suits you. So before we do get into this week's podcast, if you are interested in working with me, I always link everything down below from eBooks to courses to my YouTube channel to private coaching. All of that information is down below for you. Um, So let's get into this week's podcast. So the narcissist. So the reason why this relationship is an illusion, and we have learned this through many, many podcasts, blogs, videos, anything possible that this person has an inability to have a relationship with another person. They can have relationships, but what they deem an acceptable relationship is probably going to be different than you and what you're looking for. This is why most times I always say, you're kind of trying to get water from a rock in this situation. You're trying to get this person to be something that they're never going to be. They are incapable of actually being it. And so there's a lot of confusion and there's a lot of anger that comes from having to really accept what I just said because it is the illusion of what you thought you had. It's the illusion of who they pretended to be that is really the mucky water. And that's the stuff that we can really get angry at because you pretended to be this and you're actually not this person. Or I wanted you to be this and I projected a lot and I created these huge fantasies and expectations on you just because you said you loved me and that I believed words over actions. So we sometimes get really mad at the narcissist and then we also get points where we're really angry with ourselves for not maybe knowing what we know now or not being able to really see the dysfunction. In the beginning phases of any relationship with someone with NPD, I think for the most part they know how to play characters really well because they don't know who they are. That's an important thing to understand. Even for someone who's codependent, you may not have a good sense of self. You may not fully know who you are. You might people please and try to be something that you're not or, you know, go against your intuition just to appease others or you're always hyper-focused on other people. But you do have that intuition. You do have that little voice that's still talking to you. Maybe you don't listen to it as much, but it is 100% still there. When you're dealing with someone with MPD, that voice isn't there. There's no intuition. There's no sense of self. So imagine you and your sense of self, your connection to yourself, intuition, whatever you want to call it, there's just kind of like a sheer curtain in between you two. 
There's not like an easy passageway to go from one to the next. So you're super connected, but there's, but you can see it, you can feel it, you can still touch it. Where a narcissist, now imagine the narcissist and then imagine their true self, their inner self, that is a brick wall. There's no seeing it. There's no touching it. They're, you're, they're so detached from themselves that they don't know who they are. And so that's why it's very easy for them to just dip in and out of these different types of characters of who I should be in the world. Who should I be for mom? Who should I be for dad? Who should I be for you? Because all they want is love. Now, the love that they're craving is not real vulnerable intimacy love, it's dysfunctional love. It's just feeding, feed my ego, feed my sense of self. So you make me feel like I'm important and then I'll feel good for a little while and then you'll leave and then I'll need more. So it's like a bottomless pit. And when you're dealing with someone with severe codependency or severe jealousy issues or neediness, to a degree that's completely unhealthy, you're going to have the same types of problems. You're going to have the same types of feed me, feed me, reassure me, make me feel okay, because that person has not yet learned how to do it for themselves, but they're capable of doing it for themselves. They may not always want to, but they know that they need to, they know that they should, and they know they're capable of doing it. Someone who's narcissistic, no. That's not my responsibility. That's not my job for me to actually take care of myself and to motivate myself in a good way or for me to validate what I'm feeling or for me to even feel in general. I know plenty of people that have MPD that they have an inability to feel. They can't empathize with you. And hello, it's one of the ta- it's one of the number one things that kind of leads you to someone who's really dysfunctional. So this person has an inability to have empathy for you, let alone their own self. So if I'm in a relationship with someone who's that dysfunctional that has absolutely no idea who they are and they can continuously play a character time and time again, you're never going to have intimacy. You're never going to get the, at the core of a person. What you did is you fell in love with the bells and whistles. You fell in love with the romance. You fell in love with the idea. You fell in love with the projection. You fell in love with the words. You fell in love with maybe a little bit of the action, but the action wasn't consistent and it wasn't heartfelt and it wasn't coming from the right places. And chances are, if you're honest with yourself, you know that. If you're not ready to be honest with yourself, then either you're denying that part of you or and suppressing it, or your standards still are not high enough that you can see the dysfunction. So I think that's that's usually where people tend to get upset with their own self. They get mad at themselves because you're right, Steph. Like I was, I was in love with the dream or the illusion of what I wanted to see. And I just fell head over heels over things that aren't important. They're not going to be the things that are going to sustain my relationship with this person until I'm 80. This is not the friendship of the relationship. It was just the idea of what it is that I wanted. And this person looked like a a decent character. They look like what what I wanted. And again, it goes back to were the standards not high enough? Or were you not accepting what was in front of you? And sometimes it's a combination of both. You know, something that has really helped, um, it definitely helps 
my clients, and I hope that this kind of tidbit really helps you, is when you're dealing with the realization that, oh my God, this relationship wasn't real. Oh my God, this is a delusion. Oh my God, you can play a character. You know, don't think about, don't put so much emphasis on this person. Think about your life. Your your relationship wasn't a delusion, or excuse me, start again. Your relationship wasn't an illusion because you were actually living this relationship. So you felt the love, you had the memories, you had those experiences with that person. So the relationship that you were in was not an illusion. And that's a good thing. That means that you're not unhealthy, that you don't have a personality disorder, that you're not dysfunctional, that you were in a relationship with someone where, yes, no one was probably home, no one was probably behind the wheel, they're incapable, they have an ability to detach from intimacy and feeling and people and love and empathy, and that's sad. I think when you bring some compassion to this situation, then you don't really feel as angry with the other person as you might initially feel, which is completely normal. Where people can't really ever move on from these relationships is when they really believed that this person robbed them in some way. And maybe they did to a certain extent that they left or that you were never in a relationship with the person you wanted to be with, but in those moments of you being in that relationship, for the most part, they were a person that you wanted to be with. So, but maybe your standards weren't where they are now, where you would never tolerate that type of relationship. So you've grown, you've learned through painful experiences that, and just life lessons, that you deserved more or that you do deserve more and you're going to get more and not feeling like this illusion of life as well, which is it's supposed to be perfect and it's supposed to go down this clear road where there's no bumps and no detours and the car doesn't break down and it's just a smooth sailing trip and that's not life. And so learning how to experience the bumps and the detours and the car breaking down and learn a lesson from each of those experiences to prepare you better to get back on the road and head towards the goal or the destination, that's really what it's about. So today I want to talk about teeth and specifically keeping mine super bright. If you're like me, you're confused by all the variation of teeth whitening products on the market. Since taking Smile Brilliant on as a sponsor, I've learned a few things that you may find helpful, such as the LED lights are a novelty item, strips neglect the gum lines and molars, the charcoal is abrasive and wears down the enamel, and the whitening toothpaste only works on surface stains. 
So what the heck works? The number one product recommended by dentists is the custom fitted trays. They are, however, very, very costly as it requires the dentist to make them by hand using a model of your teeth. With Smile Brilliance Lab Direct Process, you can have custom fitted teeth whitening trays at a fraction of the price without a single visit to the dentist. Yes, please. Using an exact model of your teeth, Smile Brilliance Lab Technicians will handcraft your trays to ensure the best possible results. Simply order the system at smilebrilliant.com using the coupon code THRIVE, T-H-R-I-V-E, for 30% off. Make your dental impressions at home and then return them to Smile Brilliant using the prepaid envelope provided. In a matter of a week, Smile Brilliant will have your trays mailed back. So if you, you just want to always make sure that you're learning as much about the other person or, and as much about yourself in this experience. I don't want to come on here and just give you all the same information that everyone else always gives, that this person's incapable that this person plays a character. Yes, those things are 100% a fact, but you also want to be able to kind of take a step back and look at the situation and ask yourself those really important questions that you should be asking yourself. What has this person taught me about relationships? What have they taught me about what I deserve? What have they taught me in terms of what do I want going forward in a person that I didn't think I even wanted or before or the things that are really important to me now because I know that I could never get them from that person. What did I learn about myself? When I look back at this relationship, who was I? Who do I want to be? And so if you can remove the ego from it, if you can remove a little bit of that pain and learn how to deal with pain and soothe pain and validate pain, that's the only way pain can really go away. And then the minute you validate and soothe your pain, there's always a decision that you have to make. Of, do I stay here or do I move in a different direction? And if you move in a diff- different direction, really what you're trying to do is move in the space that you want to be in whether it's forgiveness, whether it's moving on, whether it's acceptance, whether it's getting better, whether it's healing, whether it's setting a new goal for yourself, whether it's looking honestly at that experience in that relationship and being honest with yourself. Were you really happy? Or were you happy because again, when you got into that relationship, your standards were lower and that's what you were willing to take was this dysfunction learning how to forgive yourself, learning how to forgive the other person. So I hope that when we look at these illusions of these relationships that we understand how to really deal with them in a good way in terms of the relationship that you had with this person and the relationship that they're going to have with anyone else. So you can use this in one of two ways. You can use it to heal from your own experiences with this person, and you can learn to have this lesson really help you when this person moves on and they flaunt it in your face or they discard you for another person um, and making sure that you check those stories and that you don't let this these illusions and these characters that this person's playing 
make you feel bad about yourself, number one, make you think that they're living this best life and you had everything to do with you and you just weren't good enough and oh my God, they're going to treat this person so much better and understanding what is really in front of you. You were dealing with a completely sick and unhealthy person. And I don't mean sick in a horrible way, like you're a sicko or whatever. I'm talking about sick, not well, unhealthy, completely unhealthy, an inability to really have a great relationship with themselves, let alone with anyone else. That will never happen if you're dealing with someone with a personality disorder. If you're dealing with someone who's that detached from their their own selves, they can never sit in a space for you. They could never be able to have empathy for you. They could never ever be who you actually wanted them to be. And when there's really not a huge difference from person to person, what we're asking for is decency. We're asking for just basic love and respect and friendship and all of those things. I think we're all looking for all the same things. They're just going to look, the person's just going to look different based on what you're attracted to in, in chemistry. And those things you can't really work on. You're either going to be drawn towards someone or you're not going to. But you want to make sure that when you do get drawn to someone, that it's for healthy reasons and not you being drawn to someone because you're dysfunctional and now you're attracting a dysfunctional person. I think, yes, of course, it's painful to have lived with someone that has two faces, to have lived with someone that you thought would never do certain things or never be this person, and then the mask starts to come off and you realize, oh my God, you're actually you're actually a demon. You're actually the worst person ever. You're actually complete evil. I never thought you would ever be capable of doing this stuff. That's painful. You're dealing with what you're dealing with essentially a person that's hurting and them spewing out everything that's they feel ungood of within themselves or all the dysfunction that's going on in them and they're spewing it out on you and now you get the remnants of it. Those are painful things to actually go through. And I think it's it's about reinforcing these same things that we're talking about. It's about reinforcing who's in front of you. It's about understanding the person really, really well. What do they say? Know thy enemy. So understand what's in front of you right now. It will allow you to not take anything so personally because I'll tell you, when a little baby throws a tantrum and starts kicking and screaming or a teenager looks at you and said, I hate you, mom, or whatever, I would hope that you wouldn't take a baby throwing a tantrum at you because they couldn't play with this toy or get a chocolate chip cookie or whatever. You wouldn't take that personally. You would understand, you would know your audience to know what you're dealing with. And so you have to kind of learn about this type of personality and learn what you're dealing with. And I think that will help lessen the pain that you're feeling when you are going through whatever phase of season you're going through, whether it's a divorce, whether it's a breakup, whether you're in the relationship and you're just figuring this out now, it will help to kind of soothe yourself through the experiences that you have to go through with this person. I think knowledge is really power. And I 
didn't know a lot of these things. And in the beginning, I took it so personally and I didn't understand what was going on. And there was a lot of confusion. And I think a lot of people, when they read the blogs and they listen to the podcast and they watch the videos and they hear this information, especially when you watch something and you're like, oh my God, that's exactly the same experience that I went through. I talked to a ton of clients where they're talking to me and I'm like, oh my God, this is literally like word for word, like what I had to go through as well, what I went through. And I think it gives you a lot of validation for you to realize, wow, this wasn't like a fluke one time. Oh my God, I've never heard of this ever happening. I'm I'm the victim at this versus being like, oh my God, this actually happens often. And there are a lot of people that are going through very similar experiences to me. And so it gives you that real sense of connection and validation, of course, but then we have to make sure that we're taking it to the next step and figuring out how do we now get better based on what it is that we've been through. And a huge part of my coaching was me learning and now teaching that it wasn't just about the information. It wasn't just about learning about a personality disorder or learning about the type of a person and understanding the enemy, right? And understanding this. It was also about like the next level of like, all right, well, what do I do with this? Because for a lot of people, especially people that are in long-term marriages and have children, you're not going to escape this person. This isn't a boss that you just can't, you can leave your job if you really wanted to. This isn't like, a mother or a father where maybe you just decide, okay, I don't want to talk to you and you can choose that. If you have to co-parent or if you're still in a relationship and you just can't leave tomorrow, like you have to learn coping skills. You have to learn how to really take care of yourself in your interactions with this person so you can maintain your sanity. You have to learn how to fight through your own stories that you're going to tell yourself that makes you out to be the problem when really what you're dealing with is is a dysfunctional person. But you're also going to self-examine and say, what can I be doing better? What can I, what could I have done better? Where did I drop the ball in that relationship? Why did I attract you? And that's one of the biggest things. What can I learn from you? What are you trying to teach me right now through all of this pain that I'm being put through? And I say it all the time, Eric Thomas, great motivational speaker, he says it all the time. If you have to go through pain, you need to get something for your pain. So what are you going to learn? How are you going to grow? What are, What is going to change within you having had to gone through this experience? So if you are forced to deal with this person, what are you going to now change and learn within yourself to help yourself to deal with the situation in front of you? That's where you take this opportunity to say, I'm not a victim, I'm going to learn and I'm gonna grow and I'm gonna challenge myself and I'm going to work on me and I'm going to learn something from this. That's not a victim. A victim is, why are you doing this? You have control over my emotional state. I become reactive to you all the time. I don't feel good about myself because I blame myself constantly for everything that's happened. My self-esteem has dwindled because you did that to me and now I don't know how to get it back. Those are victim. Victim is you stole my life. You stole my marriage. You stole this rather than saying, yes, I'm here. I would not have chosen to be here, but I am here. Taking responsibility for the fact that I'm here and now I have to do something about where I'm at. I have no choice. I can either just sit here or I can really work on myself 
to heal some things from my past that are still in me prior to even this relationship happening that will allow me to actually be free, be healthy, and have the things that I really actually want for my life. That takes being a grown-up. That means, okay, I got to you know, put on my big girl panties and like own this stuff and take responsibility for it and be willing to do the work and be willing to be consistent and investing in myself and taking the time daily to work on my mind, to feed my mind, to foster that healthy sense of self. And once you do it, you're not going to do it all day, every day. I don't care who you talk to. There's no guru or coach or person that's been doing this for 40 years that does it as much as they did in the very beginning of their journey. You just don't. What you're doing right now and why it seems like so much work is because you've never done this before. And it's a, it's work. It's work. You're you're training yourself to look at things differently. You're learning how to self-parent yourself, and that takes time and it takes practice and it takes life experiences of you either dealing with this person or facing your own fears in order for you to conquer the mind so you can really help yourself. So I hope that this has helped you guys understand really the delusions of these relationships. And I hope I gave you some really great tips for to start to really help yourself having gone through this experience or if you are still going through this experience. So I hope you have enjoyed and I'll see you next week. <laughs>